Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Brought to you by Stanley, Grain, Hide Tools, and Leviton. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here to help you take on your home improvement projects, solve your do-it-yourself dilemmas, your decor desires, whatever is going on in your home. We can make the job easier, quicker, smarter, more energy efficient, but you have to do your job first. Pick up the phone and call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Coming up on today's program, does the kitchen of your dreams seem out of reach? Well, it doesn't have to. We'll have tips on how you can turn the cabinets you already have into the ones you've always wanted in just a bit. And weeds aren't the only thing standing between you and a picture-perfect lawn. Roger Cook from TV's This Old House is here to help you get to the bottom of those problem patches and common yard killers. And why spend the whole weekend cleaning your boat, your car, or your ATV when you could just be out riding it? Keep listening for a hot new product that cuts down on cleaning time and makes the job much easier, too. And this hour, we're giving away a Leviton Arc Fault Circuit Interrupter Outlet. It doesn't just detect electrical fires, it actually prevents them by cutting off power when there's trouble. And it's easy to install. Any DIYer can do it. It's a prize worth 50 bucks. Going to go out to one caller drawn at random from those we talked to on today's show. So give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Stan, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Oh, well, I had just bought a house that was built in 1995. It's a 4,000-square-foot underground home. Wow, that sounds neat. And it's not a transformed, like, um, missile? (laughs) I've been to Oklahoma, and I've seen these, like, missile launching areas that have been sort of retaken over and turned into homes. No, this is actually a underground concrete structure that was specifically built to be a house. Do you get to mow your roof? Yes, I do. Interesting. (laughs) Very cool. So what can we help you with? Well, um, I knew when I bought this that it had a few leaks. And um, being that the house is getting close to being 20 years old, um, I feel that it's time to probably remove the dirt and expose and probably replace the roof, and especially since I have some leaks. And uh, I'm having trouble finding somebody that, that deals with any kind of underground structure home, um, and especially like in the uh, roof ceiling um, of that nature. And uh, I was curious if, I mean, I'm sure this is probably going to be an expensive uh, undertaking, but furthermore, after I go back and get it all done, when I find the contractor to do it, um, what maybe is there some care uh, preventative maintenance that how I care for that uh 
underground roof system. Uh, so I'm not coming back, you know, at a later date and time and going back through the same process. There's no way we could give you the answer to that question, but we can give you some advice on how to approach it. What I would do is uh, I would find an architect to spec out this roof project because it's a big project, 4,000 square foot roof. And I would have an architect or an engineer spec out the project. Let them do the research on what is the most viable materials out there right now available to replace this roof with and have them provide prepare a specification for that. It's worth the investment because then with that spec, you can bring it to qualified contractors. And I would guess probably the best contractors will be those that do commercial roofing, not residential roofing. And have them have them follow this specification exactly. I would not try to find a roofing contractor that has their own personal idea of how to do this, because you're not going to find somebody that's experienced in these homes is too unique. But if you find a building professional that could spec this out for you and do the research on the best way to replace that roof, that spec will be very valuable to you. Perfect. That's a Great idea. Never even thought of that. All right. Well, good luck, Stan. Hey, guys. I appreciate it. Got to work. We got to work smarter, not harder, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Now we've got Rosemary on the line who's got some sort of mystery smell going on at her Money Pit. What's going on? Well, about a little over a year now, we've been noticing a, a smell that just wafts in through nowhere. I don't know. Might come up from the basement. We don't know. It's out in our family room and kind of stays that way, which is attached. I mean, it's directly over the, next to the kitchen, et cetera. Um, it smells a little bit like burning rubber, but it's a very short-lived scent. I mean, it comes and it goes quite rapidly, and uh, we can just all of a sudden, whoop, there it is. What kind of a heating system do you have, Rosemary? We have natural gas, forced air. How old is the furnace? Oh, boy. I'd say 12 15 years. 12 to 15, that's ter- not terribly old. And you have a natural gas dryer as well? No, I have an electric dryer. Electric dryer, okay. Is the dryer anywhere near where the smell is originating? No. Uh-uh. When we added on the family room, we added on the laundry room, which is on the other side from when we're, where we're smelling it. So when you say sort of a burnt rubber smell, I think of what appliances in the house might cause that. One of which is the dryer, because or the washer, frankly, because those are somewhat belt-driven, and if the bearings go bad, the belts can disintegrate and it can cause that smell to waft through the house. Also, the blower unit on the heating system, if that's potentially going bad, um, that could cause a burnt rubber smell, which would be circulated through the house via the, the heating and air conditioning uh, duct systems. So those would be the first two things that I might think about. We've got the dry, washer and dryer are only two years old, and they're in in the others. Yeah, I I had a washer I had a washer bearing go on a drum where it was about four and a half years old, and I was not happy about it. But you know, unfortunately, it, it is possible, and it's not obvious until it completely fails. You know, by the time I took that washer apart when it completely failed, it was obvious it was going on for a long time. There's all sorts of shredded pieces of of rubber belts. Uh, not only not only uh, in the cabinet itself, but it had, had the smoke had sort of come out of the cabinet and stained the wall. Oh my! So uh, th- so that possibly can happen. I'm not saying that's what's going on here, but I would take a look at that plus your blower 
for your furnace. Have you had the system service yet for the summer for the air conditioning? Uh, no, we haven't. Next time you have a serviceman come in the house, have him check the blower unit very carefully to see if it's possible that any of this odor is coming from there. Okay. Okay, he can manually operate it and, and check the bearings to see if they're in good condition or not. Yeah, okay. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. We are entering the summer season. That is right. What are you doing? You're swimming in your pool, you're cleaning your yard, you're doing something around the house. Let us help you make the Money Pit the house of your dreams. We're here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, we'll tell you how to give your existing cabinets a new lease on life for much less than it costs to replace them when the Money Pit continues after this. You live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's AirDoctorPro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. 
That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Pavestone's easy-to-stack Rumblestone rustic building blocks. Create any outdoor hardscape you can imagine to instantly add old-world charm. Available at the Home Depot. For more information and product instructions, visit pavestone.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, some things you just can't control, and electrical fires have always been one of them until now. That's right. This hour, we're giving away the Leviton Arc Fault Circuit Interrupter Outlet. Just replace one standard receptacle with it to easily and affordably prevent electrical fires in your home. It's a prize worth $50, but it's going home free with one caller this hour. So let us hear your home improvement headaches. Pick up the phone and call us now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Randy in Louisiana is on the line and needs some help with the flooring project. What's going on? Flooring in my manufactured house is three-quarter wafer board, which is plywood, similar to it. I want to go back with three-quarter plywood. And I want something that's waterproof in case I had a water lake again. It wouldn't happen like that again. So you want to replace the wafer board subfloor in your home with three-quarter plywood. Right. So plywood, all plywood today has exterior glue in it. So that's not an issue. If you were to paint the plywood properly, which basically means that you would prime it and you would paint it, it can be somewhat water resistant. You're talking about just the occasional spill that could happen. As long as you clean the water up relatively quickly, like within a day or so, you're not going to get any long-term damage as a result of that. Field mouse gnawed a plastic pipe into on the hot water lines. It gnawed a hole in it. It was spraying straight up on the floor. Yeah, and, and if it's going to be an ongoing thing like that that goes on for days, you're going to have an issue. But the good news is it's covered by insurance. Well, I got an insurance claim, but I'm, I'm going to fix it myself. So, yeah, so you can cut that cut that wafer board out and install plywood in its place. They don't make a plywood that's totally waterproof. Well, you can buy marine plywood. It's really expensive, but it's, it's even more waterproof. But I, I think it's overkill. Okay, I might consider that. But, heck, what's the chances of that breaking again like that, you know? Well, it went six <laughs> years, but that one mouse got in there and done the damage. And did the damage, huh? Yeah, well, it's good you got it covered by insurance. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Well, kitchens are one place in the house where most of us spend a lot of time. But if you ever feel like your kitchen cabinets are dated, drab, or dull, it might not always be your favorite room. Now, the good news is that there are many options for getting a new look without breaking the bank, and those options include replacing, refacing, or just refinishing the cabinets. We've got advice on all three with this week's Pro Tip, presented by Grain Shingle Siding from Tapco. Yeah, first let's just review the differences here. Replacing, of course, is just that. You tear out and you start again. 
Replace when you want to reconfigure your layout or when the existing boxes are just junky. Now, refacing is when you resurface the cabinets as well as add new doors, drawer fronts, and hardware. That can be less expensive and can actually make a dramatic difference without breaking the bank. So how do you determine if a kitchen is a candidate for refacing? Well, you have to be happy with the existing configuration because refacing doesn't add any new cabinets. The cabinets need to be good quality, structurally speaking, and there's no sense refacing a cabinet that won't stand up for a while. Mm -hmm. Now, refinishing a cabinet is probably your most cost-effective move here, since repainting or restaining is really a great do-it-yourself project that delivers good results. And with the trend in cabinet colors like gray and white, painting really is an inexpensive option that can update your kitchen very easily. And that's today's pro tip presented by Grain Engineered Shake and Shingle Siding from the Tapco Group. The uncompromising beauty of Grain's 5-inch shingle siding offers the charm of natural cedar with none of the maintenance. Visit Grain.com or ask your pro today. That's Grain.com, G-R-A-Y-N-E.com. Arlene in Rhode Island's on the line and wants to stay cool this summer with some air conditioning. How can we help you with the project? I live in an 1,850-square-foot ranch that's 38 years old, and we installed the central air before the walls were sealed. Um, the access to the handler, which is in the attic, is 21 inches by 21 inches square. And they always told us if it ever broke, it would be a difficult problem to replace the handler in the attic. But lo and behold, last week, the the air conditioning went on for about an hour, and then it stopped. I called my service contract people. They came. They said they went up into the attic, and they said the handler is dripping grease. It's old. It has a fan belt, which is no longer used, and it's constantly to get rid of my air conditioning system and get a new one or replace. Well, they could fix it for $800, but it might not be good forever. So I've been been interviewing companies. They told me to do that. I'm a little bit agitated on it now. And I know that I want a five-ton handler in the attic and a 13-sphere compressor on the outside. My compressor is only 10 years old, but I think okay. it wouldn't be compatible. How big is your house? 1,850 square feet. Uh, five tons is a lot of air conditioning uh, for that size house. Usually you would use three to four zone, three to four tons. If you oversize the air conditioning, what's going to happen is it's going to cycle on or off very quickly. You could actually overdo it, and it'll be really inefficient. But okay, I, I'm guessing that your question is, how do you get the air handler back up in the attic? Well, everyone said... They can make a new opening and put a new vent in, and it'll give it more circulation, and it's a good thing to do. The last person I interviewed said he can get it up a five-ton up into the attic because the one he's going to supply and the manna comes in two pieces. Okay. He said, and that will be better because if it ever needs a repair, you just click open the two pieces. I never heard of a two-piece five-ton and I'm wondering what your opinion is, because he gave me the best price. He was $3,000 cheaper than everyone else. Yeah, well, it's hard to tell because a lot of these guys bid you and not the project. But Amanda is a good brand. Yeah. So I have no issues. I have no issues with that. I would just do some research on the contractor. But by the way, 
you know, um, making a bigger opening is not that big of a deal. It, it might seem like a big of a deal, but it's really a pretty simple carpentry project. It's just an additional project that you probably didn't want to face. Is there any storage space up there if you were to make it bigger? Could you take advantage of that? The crawl space, Adam. Total crawl space, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, a carpenter that knows what he's doing can open, can double the size of that hole in, in about an hour. It's really not hard. Listen, you know, I just before you make the commitment to the five ton, I'm just telling you, for an 1,800 square foot house, that's that's over. It's probably overkill, and I don't want you to get in a situation where this. You know what it means when I say cycling? You know what that means? It means the air conditioning comes on and it goes off. It comes on again, goes off, goes on, off, on, mm-hmm. off. So what will happen is it will never run long enough to dehumidify your house, and as a result, you'll feel cold and clammy. Oh. It's really not good. So you want to put the right size unit in, okay? You want to put the right size unit in. And, and generally, it's about 600 square feet per ton. So that's only three tons for your house. So I'm thinking three to four. Not, I'm thinking five might be too big, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 and, and And well done doing all the research on this. All right, going to North Carolina where Michael wants to work on a bathtub project. Why not just get in the tub and relax, Mike? What's going on? I wish I could, young lady. Thank y'all ever so much for taking my call. Uh, this house was built in 1934, and the bathtub's always been white porcelain. But I think the last time around, my mom and dad, we modeled the bathroom. They had it sprayed like a tan color, like a sandstone color. And I would love to remove it and bring it back to its normal gloss. Well, if they've painted it, the probably the normal gloss wasn't so wasn't so attractive. It might have worn. And um, to refinish a bathtub is usually a big challenge. Now you can strip it, and you could refinish it again, and you may get some number of years out of it. Um, but I generally find that that those refinishing projects are they're kind of like paint jobs. You know they. They last maybe five, six, seven years, and then you're doing it again and again. Or you can consider relining the tub. There's a process by which the tub, a tub liner could be built and sits actually inside that original tub and gives it a completely new surface. So those are really the two options that I'd pursue, Michael. So on the relining operation, what would you consider? Well, I mean, it's there. There's different. There are manufacturers out there that do bathtub relining, and, and exactly, it's a composite material that's essentially made to fit your tub. They take some measurements, and it it doesn't take up too much room, and it looks really nice when it's done. But it's not inexpensive. It's probably on par with having the tub refinished. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, from fungal diseases to phyto, your lawn is up against a lot. Coming up, landscaping contractor Roger Cook from TV's This Old House is going to help you overcome it all for the lawn of your dreams when the money pit continues. And today's This Old House segment is brought to you by the new Stanley Fat Max Tape Rule. The efficient tape rule with a versatile interchangeable hook and 13 feet of standout. Hi, this is Joe Namath, and if you want to move the ball on your home improvement projects, listen to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. The Money Pit is presented by Leviton, the smart solution for all your electrical needs. 
Learn how to help improve your home's electrical safety at GetSafeToday.com. And be sure to enter their June Safety Products giveaway. That's GetSafeToday.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, give us a call right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. You'll get the answer to your home improvement question and your chance to win a great prize. Plus, there's a little more Money Pit going on now in Tyler, Texas. You can still hear us on KTBBAM, but now Money Pit airs on FM2. Just head to 95.7 or 97.7 FM on Sundays from 3 to 5. They say everything's bigger in Texas. And we can't wait to hear KTBB's big home improvement questions. All right. Now we've got Jackie in Colorado on the line who's dealing with some issues from a sink drain. What's going on? Stuff is only supposed to go down, right? Yeah, it's supposed (laughs) to. Uh, The only time I have trouble with it is when I use my wash machine that's connected to the same, same line as my sink. And the old timers put uh, put it out in an open well, and so the only time I have trouble with is when the washing machine drains, then it bubbles back into my sink, and then when the water finally goes out, I get this gray water smell. So you have a gray water drain when you say it goes to a well. You don't mean a drinking well. You mean a gray water well? It's just an old well that they dug and they used it to as a drain, like. It's not a septic tank. Okay, so yeah, it's a, it's called a gray water. It's called a gray water drain, and so you're getting odor back in. So the reason you're getting odor is because you need an additional trap in the system before that line goes out to the well that you're calling it. There should be an additional trap. Now the trap is a U-shaped pipe, the same that you might see under your sink. And the idea of the trap is it lets the water drain one way, but stops the gases, the odor that you're getting from coming back in. And so if they didn't put a trap in that line, that's why you're getting the odor. The fact that you have the washing machine and the sink on the same line is not exactly legal, but it's also not unusual. (laughs) And so I'm not going to tell you to change that, but you absolutely do need a trap in there. Otherwise, who knows what kind of gases you're going to bring back in from the soil. And if you do that, that should solve that problem once and for all. Okay, Jackie? Okay. All right. See if I can get that done then. All right, Jackie. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, weeds aren't the only thing standing between you and the lush lawn of your dreams. Well, that's right. Once your turf is established, you've got to watch out for pests, fungal disease, and even phyto. If you've got a mysterious brown spot or a dry patch plaguing your grass, here to tell us how to get to the bottom of it is Roger Cook, the landscaping contractor for this old house. Welcome, Roger. Thanks for having me. So let's start by talking about one of the most common causes of lawn problems, the four-legged kind. How do we address the dog damage? Well, unless you're going to chase your dog around the yard with a hose, there's really not much you can do except try to train him to go in one area. It's hard. You know, the dog's going to go where he's going to go. Right, but that's kind of a special type of damage, right? The acidity from dogs and that sort of thing. Right, and it's going to leave a dead circle in the ground. Sometimes it's real lush on the edges where it wasn't as strong, but it actually fertilized the lawn. But what you have to do is stay on top of it. I usually put a little compost down, rake it in, and reseed the area because after one rainstorm, the salts have leached out and you can reseed again. There's other problems that are going to pop up that'll cause bad spots in your lawn. And one of the biggest ones are the white grubs. Grubs, okay. Yeah, how do you know you've got them? You'll know. There'll be a patch of grass that'll just die. 
Sometimes you'll get birds down picking at it like crows, or you'll get a raccoon that'll come in and a skunk and peel it back and eat the grubs. Oh. And don't you have more mole problems when you have grubs? You do. They eat them too. But the biggest giveaway is if you take that grass and pull on it, it's going to peel up like a rug. Because really? The, yep. The grubs eat the roots off the bottom of the grass. So what's the solution? The solution is to treat the grubs when they're most vulnerable. Usually that's late summer and into the fall when they're small. If you try to treat them early in the season, they're pretty big and pretty strong and they won't be controlled easily. Okay. Now, what about cinch bugs? We see a lot of those in some parts of the country. Uh, it all depends. You know, the great thing about this country is we all have our own pests. We've, we've all got our own bugs. <laughs> so that's a pest of St. Augustine lawns where it actually pierces the blade and sucks on it and makes it turn brown. There's a lot of treatments. I like to do extra soil prep, extra watering before you turn and look at an insecticide. But in some cases, you do have to use an insecticide. How would you tell if your lawn, say, had a fungus? I imagine, you know, you're dealing with a very moist situation on the most part for your lawn that generally would lead to a fungus. Right. In some of them, it's very easy to look at the stem and it turns brown. In some cases, there's a fungus called red thread disease where the blade actually turns red and you can notice it. And again, it's from too much water and not drying out or fertilizing less. I mean, those are all physical things you can do before you take in turn to spraying for the fungicide. I think it's interesting that every single one of these conditions is telling us something about our lawn, something is happening that's in excess, like excess water. We're not getting enough water. We're getting too much shade. We're not getting enough shade. I mean, there's always some results of these. Well, I guess the, the, the disease is the result, but it's actually leading back to a solution that has to do with lawn health. Right. And that's why I'm always talking about when you put a lawn in, do the proper preparation mm-hmm. ahead of time because it'll pay off in the long run. Now, it's interesting. I've seen, you know, because I have a dog, so I end up walking around the block quite often, I've seen almost a striped look on a lawn that's usually sort of at the beginning of the season. What the heck is that about? We call it amateur damage. That's when (laughs) someone goes out particularly with a drop spreader Mm -hmm. and fertilizes the lawn. And, you know, they don't quite overlap enough, so you get those nice four to six inch strips of yellow, bright green, yellow, bright green, all the way through the lawn. (laughs) If you're going to use a drop spreader, what I tell people to do is set it at half of what the normal rate is, go one direction and then turn and go exactly 90 degrees to it. You use the same amount, but you're going to eliminate 99% of those stripes. We're talking to Roger Cook, the landscaping contractor on TV's This Old House. So, Roger, what if we don't have enough grass? What if instead of grass we're getting, say, moss? Moss is telling you that it's probably too shady there for grass to grow. And what we do is then we switch to ground covers. You can't fight Mother Nature. Shade is going to get worse every year as trees and shrubs get bigger and bigger. So you're better off transitioning into a natural ground cover that will tolerate those conditions. What would be a good ground cover that kind of is similar to to grass in terms of its appearance? Some of the sedges will work really well for you. I like things like vinca. Vinca? Um, Mm, Vinca miner is really pretty. Yeah, and some of the ferns will fill in and just give you garden... Work with Mother Nature. You keep seeding and putting fertilizer down. The grass doesn't grow. She's trying to tell you something. Yeah, I don't want the grass here. It's not going to (laughs) work. But you put down ferns and vinca and stuff like that, she'll love it. And they'll grow in and fill in and you won't have to cut them either. Roger, what if the lawn is just really in such bad shape that you want to call it quits and start over? Can you do that? You can, absolutely. And we use a like the 45% rule. Once it gets bad to 45%, you're not going to spend any more money overseeding or anything like mm-hmm. that. 
So usually what we do is we come in and instead of spraying with an herbicide, we like to use a sod cutter and we take and cut off the top two inches. So that removes all the grass, all the roots, and all the weeds at one time. Then we rototill, we add compost, we rototill again, and we determine whether the sand needs, whether the soil needs some sand mixed in or some more compost. Mm -hmm. And then once we get a good four to six inch and even eight inch layer of good soil, then you can either sod or seed. So those are like the icing on the cake. If you don't spend the money on the cake, it doesn't matter how good the icing right. is on top. Good advice. Roger Cook from TV's This Old House. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. My pleasure. All right, catch the current season of This Old House and ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and step-by-step videos of many common home improvement projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House and Ask This Old House are brought to you on PBS by The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Looking for a faster, more efficient way to clean your boat, your car, your trailer, or your ATV? We'll tell you about an easy way to get all of those sparkly clean when the Money Pit continues after this. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by grain-engineered shaken shingle siding from the Tapco Group. Contractors can now offer homeowners the charm of natural cedar with none of the maintenance. Visit grain.com or ask your pro today. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, some things you leave to chance, but electrical fires shouldn't be one of them. That's right. One lucky caller won't ever have to worry about it again. This hour, we're giving away the Leviton Arc Fault Circuit Interrupter Outlet. It installs easily to prevent electrical fires before they start. And it's a prize worth $50 that can save your life. Hey, you can learn more at GetSafeToday.com. That's GetSafeToday.com. And if you go there and enter your email address, you might just receive one of those Arc Fault Circuit Interrupters for free. Not saying definitely, but let's just say pretty good chance. (laughs) Maybe. If you enter at GetSafeToday.com, that's GetSafeToday.com. Well, if there's one thing that's true about summer, it's that it definitely flies by, making those precious weekends and the days you do have off from work a hot commodity. So you don't want to spend those summer days cleaning when you could be out having fun. And there's a hot new product that can let you get rid of the grime in record time and more effectively than ever before. The Hyde Pivot Pro Boat and Auto Water Wand attaches directly to your garden hose, giving you a fast, easy, and a better way to clean your car, your trailer, your truck, or your ATV, all with a soft bristle brush and microfiber pad that won't harm the finish. Now, the Pivot Pro's 46-inch long wand, it means that you're not just wetting and then rinsing in one easy move. You're actually scrubbing, too, for that clean that you've always wanted without the hassle of a scrub brush and a bucket and bending down. And the Pivot Pro soap dispenser adds liquid soap to the job, too, so you're not just relying on water to get the clean you want. Its soap-to-water ratio adjustment lets you choose just how much soap is needed to get the job done. Right. The Pivot Pro really is as close as you'll ever get to a car or a boat or a truck or even an ATV that cleans itself. Check it out at thehideway.com. That's the Hideway, H-Y-D-E Way dot com. All right, now we've got Lynn in Colorado who's got a tricky leaky shower. Let's see if we can help her find it. I had a plumber come out once and he said the pipe and the bottom where it comes out of the shower. 
doesn't always hook up right. So he siliconed it, and it didn't leak. But now once in a while it's leaking again. Of course, it's upstairs, so I see it on a ceiling. And I'm wondering, is there some kind of a liner you can put down the pipe like they do for sewage lines that go out? Are you talking about the supply pipes, or are you talking about the shower stall? I'm talking about the stall, the uh, drain pipe. Do you have a, is it a tile shower pan, or is it a uh, like a plastic shower? Yeah, it's one of the insert ones. Those pans can develop cracks in them, and you have to figure out where that crack is. One way to try to figure out at least how high on the pan the crack is is if you block the drain of the pan and fill it up with water and see if it leaks. If it doesn't leak, then the pan's fine. The next thing you have to do is move up with your sort of analysis, and now you're going to get into the seams of it. If you've got existing caulk, what I would recommend as a first step is to remove that caulk using caulk softener, and that will allow you to strip out everything that's there and start clean with some new good quality bathroom caulk that's got a mildicide uh, built into it. And I would just caulk very carefully every single seam and also around uh, all the pipes and the faucets and the fixtures where they come through. Because sometimes you get direct leaks where water fills up in the pan and leaks. And a lot of times, though, with showers, you'll get leaks when the water bounces off your body, hits one of those seams, works its way in behind the wall and down. So I would take out the existing caulk, re-caulk it, and check the shower pan for leaks. And somewhere in that analysis, you'll probably figure out what's going on. Okay. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Coming up, adding a basement bathroom can actually cut down on those arguments over showers and sinks, but it can bring a whole new set of problems. We're going to share some advice for one we hear a lot when the Money Pit continues. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And what's the only thing tougher than a perfect beach body? Well, I mean, come on, you got to work hard for that. But what's tougher than that? <laughs> Cooling your house without sending utility bills through the roof. That's a hard one. I mean, I think I could lose five pounds easier than getting more energy efficient stuff going on. Well, we have got some really wallet friendly cooling ideas that you haven't even thought of yet. Head on over to MoneyPit.com and search Cooling Tips for Summer for your coolest summer yet. And you can post your questions to the Money Pit community section or our Facebook page while you're there. And Carolyn did just that. That's right. Carolyn writes, we installed a one-piece tub shower in our basement only a year ago, as well as linoleum flooring. Already, the linoleum is rolling up where it meets the tub. 
what's the best product to use to hold it down? We really don't want to use quarter round due to the moisture, but worried that caulking's not going to do the job. You know, bathrooms are great in the basement, but they're apt to have more moisture than bathrooms at higher levels of the house, Carolyn. So that's a pretty common problem. I'd steer away from trying to accomplish this repair with adhesive. It's just not going to stay. Quarter round molding or shul molding is the best. But here's how you avoid the whole issue of rot and decay. Just use composite molding instead of wood. Now, composite molding is made of extruded PVC. It's not going to rot when exposed to moisture, and you could paint it just like wood. So once it's down, it's down for good. All right, next up, we've got a question from Dave in Florida who writes, I live in a neighborhood of Mediterranean-style homes. According to our homeowners association, all buildings on lots must be of this style. I have a new storage shed that I need to alter to meet these homeowners association standards. I plan to use Wonderboard to frame it out and stucco as the finish with paint to match the house. It will be on a concrete base against a six-foot rock wall on the backside. I'm looking for suggestions as to how to attach the Wonderboard to the shed and problems I should be anticipating. Well, the foremost thing to keep in mind with this, Dave, is you want to make sure that the shed is dimensionally stable. If you're going to cover the shed with stucco, it needs to be secure. You can't have movement in the walls because the stucco will crack and it'll fall off. So preventing this really starts at that foundation. You need a good stone base and concrete footing so that when the job is complete, the shed is really rock solid. And the simplest and most effective way to do this in terms of attaching that wonder board is to use screws. There are special screws that are designed to attach wonder board. They've got a very uh, flat pan head so that they grab the board very securely and hold it to the studs. You don't want to use drywall screws because the boards will be loose. And if those walls are not solid, the stucco is going to crack, which will make your homeowners association and your neighbors extremely unhappy. So remember, stability is really the key here. Also, I would suggest that you use pressure-treated lumber because, again, that moisture is going to have a potential impact on the lumber. It could cause decay, especially on the lower framing portions of the of the wall, the portions that are against that concrete slab that you talked about. And Dave, it's really important once you build your shed not to overlook the details. You want to paint it beautifully and carefully to match your home. You want it to look like it's meant to be there. So landscape around it. Really add some beautiful flowers. Make a beautiful garden bed. You want it to look almost like a little cottage in the back of your house. Like it's supposed to be there. Not like it just sort of got dropped off and, you know, is holding whatever you got back there and becoming an eyesore for everybody. Make it work with the property. This way it will only enhance the value of your home and actually become a useful space for you. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. We hope you've gotten some tips and advice on how to enjoy the projects you're tackling around your money pit. Remember, if you've got questions, you can reach us 24-7 at 1-888-MONEYPIT. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Money Pit!